Everybody, you just heard that live track from Tablinski. Uh, Daisy Dean was the name of that track, but uh, we've got him here right now. So thanks for joining the show, Tablinski. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So that song that you just played um, was on one of your release tracks back in 2020, right? It was more of like a folk album? Yeah, so that was a uh, actually just a day project. I've always wanted to do a Alan Lomax-style field recording Library of Congress session type of thing. And sure enough, I just wrote a couple of songs about that week before, got the guys together, and we recorded that all in like an afternoon, just a couple of mics in the backyard. Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it was a great time. I actually listened to it today, Fake Library of Congress session number one. And it was really, it was really nice. Um, it reminded me a little bit of um, the Avid Brothers. Is that how you say it? I I always yeah, forget I how to that, say it. Avid or Avid? That's I how think I say it's it at Avid, least. Avid Brothers. Um, but it kind of gave me tones of like you know folks of um, you know Mumford and Sons or Avid Brothers. Do you do you have them as influences at all? Um, I have definitely given a good list 
them to both of those guys, but I think it's more of just, I, I love my old um, country and blues, but I am cursed by my modern influences. So even when I want to write like Mississippi John Hurt or Robert Johnson, it's always going to come out more in that modern tinge because that's the world we live in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So Tablinski, I want to know a little bit about where you came from. You know, you're living in Nashville now, but have you always lived here or where, where do you come from? I am actually, I'm one of the, uh, the locals, like I am from West Nashville and I'm currently sitting in a park in West Nashville. So I haven't made it more than like a, a solid five, 10 miles from where I usually am. Wow. So you've been in West Nashville pretty much your entire life. Oh, I've definitely, you know, dabbled. Like I stayed gone as much as possible. Like I travel, I mean, hopefully like at least three months out of the year, probably closer to six if I can. And, you know, I've lived all over town, but West Nashville is definitely home, and I know where everything cool is around here, so I try to move here as much as possible. So with being a, a Nashville native, um, seeing all the changes, you know, as, you know, hotels and buildings are being made every day, um, what what is your view on, you know, basically the Nashville that you used to know? Are you um, kind of in mourning of what, what the old Nashville used to be like, or do you like the new changes and everything? There is a bittersweet component to it, honestly, because um, I will say that ever since the flood in 2010, it's like the noticeable landmark of when things just took a very drastic change. And there is a small town kind component to Nashville that is getting slimmer and slimmer to find every day. But that doesn't mean that good people aren't moving here. It just means there's a lot more people and you're having a hard time finding that community again. But, I mean, we do get the benefits of having much cooler places in town. There are a lot of uh, better restaurants and better bars and just cooler activities. So the town that always went to bed at 10 o'clock is now the town that goes to bed at 4 or 5. And I don't think they even need to do that anymore. they got like 23-hour licenses for places these days. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. with COVID and everything, um, you were just telling me that you, you have a side job at a coffee shop. But... Um, you know, were, did you have any hardship during the COVID times of not not being able to obviously tour or anything? But have you, you know, been able to find ways to make it through? Oh, yeah. I had an abysmal year last year as far as actual income goes. But uh, I mean, as far as personal growth, I never had a better time. I mean, being unemployed for upwards of six months, I really, you know, I came into my own and my own company. I was exercising every day and I'm eating and cooking for myself. I sleep whenever I want to. I was writing every day in this wealth of material like that uh, fake library of Congress session that just popped up, you know, in your head out of nowhere and we have the time to make it. So we did. It's nice. That's really good. So as far as I'm interested to know, what do you, you know, as a songwriter, as a musician, what do you do um, to spark creativity or how do you kind of silence your mind? Do you take breaks on social media? Are you um, basically doing stuff to make you more creative, make the juices flow better? Oh, I am. uh, My general process is to just look like a madman and be mumbling and singing random stuff to myself all day, every day. (laughs) So like trips with me in the car can be infuriating if I forget that you're sitting there with me or, you know, the shower time is much longer than necessary because I'm just playing with the reverberations and whatnot. It's yeah, it's just until I taste something that sparks my attention, I'm just mumbling random nonsense. And then when a line gets to me, I'm like, oh, that's good. Write a song around that. 
That's awesome. Well, I want to shout out my my buddy Corey who uh, introduced me to your music and uh, from Glamper. And we had Glamper. Corey is a saint. Yeah, we had Glamper on. I I don't even know how long ago now. I think it was at the end of 2019, maybe. And uh, I saw you guys uh, kind of collabed on a on a project. Uh, you sang Dinosaur Song. I was actually listening to that a little bit, and it was really interesting the the writing on that song because you're like. I wish I was a dinosaur because I don't have to pay taxes. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. What was the, what was the kind of, um, you know, process of writing that song? Oh, that one, um, that was another one of those types of things where I'm just mumbling random stuff to myself and I feel like a figurine dinosaur and I'm like, you know, dinosaurs don't have to go through all of the tribulations of being an adult and responsibilities. And the initial idea was that it was going to be, uh, a children's song. Like I was like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool to be a dinosaur? So you don't have to brush your teeth or go to bed <laughs> on time. But it was, I'm, it speaks to me more to talk about how I really don't feel like doing adult stuff. So that's what it ended up being. I really liked it. Um, it was funny. Cause I was like, yeah, I mean, dinosaurs must've had it easy back then. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, I also, you know, want to talk about what do you think the, you know, you're not really country. You're not really, all the way folk, but you kind of have a kind of garage rock feel to a lot of your songs with your latest release, uh, Cohen records. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of more, it's a heavy hitting song in my opinion. Um, and where you, obviously you're speaking of Leonard Cohen, right? Leonard Cohen. Yeah, it's definitely Leonard Cohen. I'm a huge fan. So if you haven't heard the song, go listen to it right now. I actually, I'll play it at the end of this, uh, at the end of this, um, session if that's cool yes please but uh basically you're saying you know you son of a bitch you stole my leonard cohen records um while i was at the county fair and it's just it's it's comical but it's also a good hard-hitting song can you talk a little bit about that yeah so that's another one of those songs that uh started as just me mumbling to myself and i don't know why maybe i was just looking at my cohen records but i thought the line like very oddly specific grievance to have with a person is that <laughs> they stole your cohen records while you were at the county fair specifically <laughs> i uh i enjoyed it it was very fun um thank you so as far as like festivals and stuff, do you uh, have you ever played at one at one? I know Bonnaroo's coming up. Are you going to be going to it? Oh man, I I should probably uh, even attempt to register for that. I, honestly, the the live show idea is still so far away in my mind. You know, like I wanted to see how this boils out. Even though like I've specifically waited for this album to come out until I thought I might be able to tour on it. But I do love festivals. I know uh, Bob Fest is a local fest that's like maybe an hour outside of town that features a lot of the Nashville indie kind of acts, and I yeah. would really love to do something with them. That'd be fantastic for sure. Yeah, um, and I love Muddy Roots too. Everybody's gotta gotta give credence to Muddy Roots. I think Muddy Roots is th- is that a band? I don't think I've ever heard of them. Oh, Muddy Roots out in um, I believe Cookville. Um, they pick a different theme of like roots music every year, and they'll do like. I'm not going to lie. My favorites are usually the metal scene. So if they pick like a metal genre of the year and it's all that, I'm going to be really excited, but they do a lot of like bluegrass or country or rockabilly or punk. Like, I mean, it's just whatever theme they pick that year, they try to get the best people they can to come out. Oh, very cool. I've got to check that out. I've never even heard of it. Um, but I do, I do love pilgrimage fest. I've gone for the past like three years of that. That's out in Franklin. 
Um, oh, okay. They've only been doing that for, I don't know, maybe like five, six years, I think. But uh, it's always a good time. The The last time they had to shut it down due to really, really torrential downpours and lightning and stuff. So the oh, the second, you know, we went the first day and then the second day uh, we were there for like maybe 15, 20 minutes and they just shut it down in the middle of, uh, who are we watching? Uh, Counting Crows, I think, was playing. I was with my mom, but um, it was kind of a, a downer because, you know, they just shut it down. It wasn't like crazy, you know, tornadoes or anything like that. There, were, It was just a lot of rain and they just, they just decided to not even start it back up. So we waited for a long oh, time. That's a bummer, but I, I heard good people say things about pilgrimage. I'd like to check that out as well once it gets back up and running. For sure. Um, so... Tobolinsky, what is your what is your view on um, all that's going on in the world as far as like people being canceled for saying certain things? I you know think of um, what's his name, the country artist that slandered the N word as he was coming home drunk. Do you think that what's your opinion on being canceled in the industry just because of something that you said? Do you think that you can forgive someone because you know obviously your songs you know, use curse words and it's not anything derogatory, but what is your opinion on, you know, people being canceled based on something that they said? Well, um, I'd say that there is a lot of time factor attached to that type of stuff. Like, uh, the, the case that you were just talked about, the guy that, uh, did the slander thing. He, he just did that. Like the cancel obviously makes sense for that. It's like, Oh, I don't want to support that guy. If that's the way he walks around the world. And, you know, maybe at some point it's like you can see that they apologized and made up their act like in time you could forgive them. Uh, it's, it's the retroactive canceling that is so weird to me where like you I want to say it was that guy that was directing Guardians of the Galaxy had some weird edgelord kind of account thing going on on Twitter. And then like five, ten years later, they cancel him and keep him off the project, even though he's clearly a different person. And like, yeah, that. We have all come differently in society at this point. We know not to do that anymore. He knows not to do that anymore. Like punishing people for things that they don't have any control over anymore is just ridiculous to me. I would agree. And, you know, some of the things that people say on Twitter, you know, that can bounce back for like, I remember a baseball player got pretty much canceled for saying something that he did when he was 19 on Twitter. And he was like, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, I apologize. That wasn't, that wasn't good, but that wasn't me. That was me as a teenager, basically lashing out. And I don't, I I agree with you that you shouldn't be able to, you know, punish somebody for something they, something that they did in the past that they've obviously grown and matured and realized what they, what they've done, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I, I know my sense of humor can also be like, it is very tongue in cheek, but that it does come from a dark place. So I would never want anyone to mistake my sense of humor for the way I actually feel about things, you know, like in being canceled for like, all right, I get it. I was offensive. I apologize, but I really want you to know that is not where my heart lies. Exactly. Well, man, I want to talk about this new project that's coming up. Um, You're releasing it in this month, right? April. Um, The next single for the album is going to be in April. Um, That is April 20th. Third, 26th, um, the Friday. The Friday. Um, it's going to be a song called One Last Job. One Last Job. And, 
Yeah, that is ahead of the album Collected Stories coming out in May. That's the end of May coming up here. Very awesome. Um, Talk a little bit about that project, like who you worked on it with and where did you record it? Oh, that one was recorded with, uh, well, the whole album is recorded with Tim Craven and uh, he's a fantastic producer. He's worked on a lot of cool stuff with friends of mine and uh, actually another project I was in before called Pamphlet or I'm still in with Pamphlet, but that was the last album we released. He's, he's a really cool guy. I'm a huge fan of him. And he's also a really big fan of welcome to 1979. So we did the album over there. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Great, great room too. I mean, any studio with a built-in slide so I can get out of the control room is wonderful in my mind. That's awesome. Well, um, I see that you actually sent me the song for one last job and maybe we could do a little, um, sneak preview before it actually comes out um oh sure you know if you want um i know i said i was going to play cohen records but just go ahead and listen to that on spotify or apple music whatever wherever you get your music just listen to it it's a fun song um thank you but i do want to play you know one last job for everybody as kind of like a exclusive here on notable nashville if that's cool yeah absolutely i'd love to have a debut here sweet well, um, Tablinski, it was an awesome time talking to you, and I hope that I get to actually meet you in person because obviously we're doing it remote. But um, you know, once things start going, I think I think the future is bright. I wanted to ask you too: Are you getting the uh, COVID vaccine? Yeah, I am actually on my first shot. My second dose comes in on Monday. Awesome! I have my yeah. second dose at the end of the month, and. I'm honestly kind of scared of the stories that people tell me. They're like, oh, man, I've had sweats and I'm exhausted. But, you know, I, f- I hear if you eat, uh, drink a bunch of water, then you should be pretty good. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't I hope it's not as bad as my first round because my first round had me laid up for a whole day, too. But I also drink an absurd amount of water. So that is hopefully going to help me out. Which one did you get? The Moderna, the Pfizer? I did the Pfizer. Pfizer. Okay. All right, well, um, I'll end this with uh, one last job by Tablinski, and thanks again, and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much. All right, take care. Take care. like new like you would want me to shoes polished bright and clean my roof was clear now there's like 20 cops out here seemed fine yesterday 
words someone gave me away And I'm worried it was me But I gotta see this plan through Must get home to you Gotta see this plan through Must get home to you I'll keep what I know And all else will have to go I leave just before light So no chance of sleep tonight must prep to leave Oh, I gotta see this plan through Must get home to you Gotta see this plan through Must get home to you Get up. 